1: take the puppy that day
2: that I mean, was not was me kidding. that was she not me there was another woman that was there that, that day, day.
3: She that was was well not that's really me. weird because that's not what your text with her show miss, Let me... hold on hold on Miss. minute you first what of all boy stop is not me take a hold deep on. breath don't talk to each okay. other mr josh don't call me miss it's judge
4: this is the plaintiff marshall she says She purchased a puppy from the defendant, and it unfortunately died because the defendant had her take it home too soon. The puppy couldn't survive at five weeks away from its mother. She's not only heartbroken, she's out $1,070.50 and is suing for just that today. This is the defendant, Josh. He says the plaintiff didn't listen to him about what to feed the puppy. She fed her different foods and it unfortunately got sick and died. In no way, shape or form is the puppy's death his fault and he shouldn't have to pay anything because it's her fault the dog died. He's accused of letting a puppy leave its mommy too soon.
1: All parties, please
4: raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Million in our forum, the People's Court.
1: People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Million is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor.
3: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Marchell, you're suing Mr. Josh for $1,070.50, a cost of a puppy, vet bills, and cremation bills that you sustained on a puppy that he sold to you. How did you first learn about the defendant's puppies? Craigslist. And he was selling a Shih Tzu? Yes. All right. And have you ever owned Shih Tzus before? Yes, I currently have a seven-year-old Shih Tzu. Okay. So you agree with him that you're going to pay $600 for the Shih Tzu, correct? Yes. And you pay a deposit. And then what happens?
2: Um, so I paid the deposit about a week after they were born, which was June 7th, I believe. And then the pickup date was July 10th. So after having paid the uh, deposit and maybe a few days or a week or so went by, I thought about the fact that July 10th would put the puppy only at five weeks old. It wouldn't even put the puppy at five weeks.
3: It would put the puppy at like four and a half weeks, but go ahead. Well, when I calculated, uh, like counted the days
2: on the calendar, I came up with five weeks exactly. But um, And you thought that was a little
3: young to be leaving the mother.
2: Yes. So what did
3: you do? Most breeders
2: is usually eight weeks. So I text him and we had a conversation. We went back and forth on, how you know he knows his dogs he's been doing this for a while they'll be fine and you know i insisted that i've never gotten a puppy that young before so yeah standard is 8 weeks but puppy has to be with their mother to finish nursing as well as socializing with with the other puppies and their mother learning how to play and things when it came to that part though i have dogs of my own multiple dogs so because he insisted and I had already given a deposit. I'm like, well, as long as the puppy isn't nursing and they're fine, then I'll be fine with socializing because I have multiple dogs at home.
3: So you pick up the puppy and what happens?
2: Based on what he told me, she wasn't nursing anymore. She was eating softened puppy chow. Um, He did not give me a portion of puppy chow to take home of what food that they were feeding, because even if I'm going to feed another type of puppy food of hard food and soften it the same way he was, you still have to wean a dog off of one food into to another. And most breeders will give like a small sandwich bag or
3: something of the type of food that they're feeding. Well, did he tell you what type of food he was feeding her? He did
2: tell me. And so, yes, I could have bought a bag, but I didn't plan on feeding that same kind of food, you know, after the fact. Okay, so what food
3: were you feeding
2: her? Well, I it's, I intended on giving her a raw diet, but I hadn't started that yet because she wouldn't even eat the softened Caesar dog food. The little Caesar square little containers of like four small dogs. Okay. It's soft food. Um, she couldn't even pick that up, let okay. alone pick up actual puppy chow. She had no teeth in her mouth. Okay. So what'd you do? Well, I, I figured because she was already so young and I had expressed to him that she should have still been at home her behavior of, you know, sleeping, drinking and pottying and stuff. And then going back to sleep again was pretty normal for such a young puppy. Um, she behaved like a five week old puppy until the sixth day that I had her. She was very lethargic. And what did you so do that day? I, I called my vet and I took her to my vet. What did the vet say? They believe she developed a GI tract infection from not being properly nursed. And her, you know, she was so little that she couldn't fight the infection.
3: But what caused the infection? Do not they know or they don't nourishment know? nourishment
2: body. No, they don't.
3: Let me hear from you, Mr. Josh. Why on earth are you sending a puppy to her at the four and a half week mark?
1: Okay, when she came to me and left the deposit, it was four weeks. The, the puppy was four
3: weeks old, okay? No, not when uh, she came to you to leave said, the deposit. She left the yes, deposit yes. much earlier.
1: She left the deposit, it was four weeks old. The dogs were four weeks old. When she left the deposit, the dogs were when four was, weeks when old. When was a dog okay? born? On, I, I can't remember that. I can't, well, that's I, it's in my phone critical in right text. It right. The yeah, the puppy's well, birth date is right. in the text. I do have messages. the pictures, uh, I do have the pictures, and they are dated, but it was four weeks. Right. The puppies were born on June. The
3: puppies, no, wanted, you hold on. The puppies were born on June 7th. take 7. The puppy
1: that day. She wanted
3: to take the puppy that day. It that was, was, not, me. That she was, she was not me.
2: That was not me. There was another woman that was there that
3: day. That well, that's me. really weird, because that's not what your text with her show. <laughs> miss, let me, hold on, hold on, miss. You, uh, first you of all, a not me. Take a hold deep on. breath. Don't talk to each okay, other. Mr. You. Josh, right. don't call me miss. It's judge. Now, wait I'm a sorry, second. It's sorry, fine. Now, let me find the text. They were born it says, on the 7th. what day were they born? So these are they these are the, the series 7th. of text messages between you, Mr. Josh, and Ms. Marchell saying they were born on the 7th, and that is in June that we're talking. All right. And then they come home July 10th at five weeks, and you say yes, it's only four, though. And you say it's not too early. It's from three to six weeks. She says, to my understanding, usually pups stay with mom until eight weeks due to feeding and socialization. And then you show something you got online that says what age can Shih Tzu puppies leave their mother, which says weaning typically begins at around three to five weeks old and takes a few weeks to complete, okay? You say, my mom's been doing this for all my life and now I have started. The dogs are good to go as long as they're eating on their own and walking around, mobile on their own how you, uh, how long have you been in this business
1: that was just a second litter
3: okay then everything hits the fan she says to you on july 15th what day was pickup july what july 10th saturday july 10th is that accurate mr josh yes okay i am messaging you to let you know that my puppy has not eaten since i brought her home she will barely take the milk replacement and water and no food She was very lethargic this morning and behaving weird, so I took her to the vet. Things are not looking good. I'm heartbroken. And he says to you, why haven't you called me first? You could have easily just brung her back here. So my question to you, Ms. Marchell, is why didn't you call him and brought her back there to her mother?
2: Well, because my first instinct, if something is wrong with the dog, is to call the vet. And when I did take her to the vet, the vet couldn't save her. So if
3: the vet couldn't save her, what could he have done? He personally, probably nothing. Maybe the mother could do something. But and also then that begs the next question, which is why didn't you take her to the vet when she wasn't eating? That question needs to be asked. Because
2: she was so young, I didn't expect her to be eating that food anyways. Once I got her and I realized like a day or two later she had no teeth, I started feeding her soft food. I've been giving her the milk replacement, but she wouldn't um, eat your the puppy soft milk. Food. So replacement. why didn't you
3: just buy the puppy chow that he had told you to buy and wet it like he told you to wet it?
2: Well, because if she couldn't pick up soft food, already softened actual softened food with no teeth, how could she have eaten the puppy chow with no teeth?
3: I don't know. Maybe she just liked it better. No, I mean, I'm saying more, that, was, that
2: was my no, thought No, but what I'm saying is maybe she'd be
3: more likely to eat something she was used to eating. Understandable, but I also didn't believe that she was eating that already. You think he was lying about whether the behavior. dog was ready yes, to go? absolutely. All right, let me hear from you, Mr. Josh. Go ahead. You wanted to say something?
1: She came, she was begging for the dog. I want the dog. I got dog, I got dog powdered milk, she said, and she has raw food diet. She wanted to change the dog on a raw okay, food not I, didn't, I, didn't I read the text was.
3: and I don't see any of that. Do you have texts that say that?
1: No, it wasn't no text. I'm talking about when she came over and said that. Okay. She came over. All right. She came over and physically said that. I said, um, keep the dog on the puppy child, wet the puppy child, because that's the only thing the dog is licking up. Okay. When she left, she didn't call me for six days. And I asked her, what What about the third day? What about the fourth day? And you didn't start the raw puppy food diet, which that's what the dog died from a change in Well, you don't know that. She stomach. says
3: that she didn't, that she, she That's just... what the vet said. The vet said said. that the dog died from a raw diet?
1: No, a change in the dog's diet. No, she didn't. Okay,
3: I'm going to look at the vet's records to see what the vet says, as opposed to you saying what the vet says. So give me one moment. Okay. In these notes, it says breeder was already feeding hard puppy chow. So tell me about that, Ms. Um, Marcelle. All of these notes are just based on what I told her. So I told her
2: that that was what the breeder said and that was what she wrote down. Okay. So when he says he told you to wet the puppy chow, had he told you to wet puppy chow? He just said watered down puppy chow. Watered down puppy chow. And while we were having the conversation when I was at the vet, he sent me a picture of what the watered down puppy chow looked like. While I was at the vet. By then, it's too late.
3: Right, exactly. uh, You know, the discussion has to take place beforehand. I'm a little miffed that he tells you, you know, buy puppy chow and you say, well, I'm not going to be using it later, so I'm not going to buy it now. And then you're trying to feed her something that she's not eating and that that happens for four days, you know, Um, before Mm -hmm. saying, well, she's got to eat and four days are passing. You know, but I don't know why you're nodding because I'm really miffed at you, Josh, for, Mr. Josh, for, you know, sending a puppy away at less than five weeks. That seems really, really early to me. And I think you even recognize that because you started feeling awful in the text and saying, I will never do this again. I let her go too early. You said that in the text, right?
1: Yes. Yes, I did.
3: Okay. I am reading here. Do you see this where it says giving milk replacer? Caesar puppy and small amount of raw diet, Ms. Marchel. Yes, right. I, Which yes, means I do not that you said well yet. then where do they get the raw diet part? That's not normal. It's <laughs> like a thing that if you're wanting to give a raw diet, how would the vet know that you had ever because said you I were see- gonna give a raw diet? It says here small amount of raw diet.
2: That's what this says. I expressed to her that I had planned on feeding her a raw diet once she was. Are these the vet
3: notes you want me to rule on or do you have other vet notes? She wouldn't send me anything else.
2: And I explained to her that those notes were not really explanatory enough because nothing actually says all of what happened. It's just kind of a step by step of the day. There's no conclusion you can necessarily draw from the notes that she made. That's kind of important, though, right? I understand that. So I let me ask that you: When, I what was, this when you, document, you were there, and the dog pa- that stop talking over me. Issue. When you
3: were there, and the dog passes away, what did they tell you is the reason the dog passed away? According to you, they
2: said she had a GI tract infection that was caused from not being properly nursed,
3: meaning like not being
2: nursed by her mother long enough. Long enough. Okay.
3: This says viral, something dietary indiscretion. Reported attempts to feed raw diet. He's right. She didn't eat any
2: raw diet. I told you I planned on feeding her a raw diet. She never ate any of it. And
3: powdered milk. Stop talking. There's no pending question. The vet does say that the puppy is too young and too small to be left without constant feeding, Mr. Josh, which means that the puppy shouldn't be leaving its mother because the only source of constant feeding is someone 24-7 with lactation, okay, or someone who just skips their job for a whole week and is feeding them. Do you hear me? I mean, the vet does say that. Now go ahead and respond to that.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project,
1: What am I getting sued for again?
3: The cost of the puppy that died, because she says it died because of you, the vet bill, which was $379, and the, the cremation bill, which was $91.80. Go ahead and ask your next question. Go ahead.
1: It wasn't, I'm not asking you what I was getting for. It was what was the purpose of me being drugged in the court? It was for not nu- nutrient nutriating the dog? It wasn't, wasn't no, in my custody. it's
3: for getting rid of the dog too fast, for trying to make the dog someone else's responsibility too quickly for not being responsible and allowing the dog to wean off its mother naturally. Her accusation is that the dog wasn't weaned. You negligently did that as, as someone who's in the business of selling puppies. You did it in a way that killed the dog. That I guess that's, that's it. That's what she's saying.
1: The dog was licking up the puppy chow. I would have never called her. The dog was licking up the puppy chow, And she told me she was changing the dog's diet to a raw diet. And then the vet says raw diet there. I don't,
3: Why would the vet twice say that you were feeding the dog raw food if you never told the vet that you were feeding the dog a little amount of raw food? Yeah, I mean that could, it it could have been Salmonella.
2: It says attempted because my intention was to feed her raw food. But why was she? Your, never can ate I, ate I just anything.
3: ask you something? Honest to God, because it's very plain to me that literally you both killed this puppy. You by taking the puppy away from its mother too early, and you by trying to feed the dog raw food because you don't want to spend the money for puppy chow, which he had said wet the puppy chow. What is the problem? If the dog isn't eating in four days, then why wouldn't you just go out and buy the puppy chow? I'd be panicking that the dog wasn't eating in four days. It's not like you're new to dog ownership. You know the dog's not eating and not a phone call to, hey, I, I think this was too soon. Let me bring the dog back to so the dog is back in the warmth of its mommy and with a constant feeding source, which is what a dog of this age needs. And you, if your mother has been doing this for her entire life and you are now doing it, how is it that you ship off the dog this early? For the love of all the holy, it's both your faults. and 50 cents. I'm ordering each of you to eat half of it, which means that the defendant owes the plaintiff half of that, which is $535 and 25 cents.
2: Wow.
5: Well, a very interesting uh, outcome here. Both parties are are said to be guilty by the judge, and uh, the defendant has to pay the plaintiff half of what the plaintiff was seeking, just over $500. I'm sorry about the puppy. Are you going to get another puppy now? Probably not. I have multiple dogs already. My
2: boyfriend has a dog.
5: you think you made a huge mistake in taking the dog, that partially you were responsible for taking the dog at, at, you know, five weeks of age?
2: Absolutely. And, but I had already given a deposit. And a lot of the times when people, you know, request deposits is to hold the puppy and they won't refund it.
5: All right. Well, I'm sorry, but that's, that's the judge's verdict. You got to live with it. Josh, let me ask you a question. Uh, There's one thing that hasn't been mentioned here at all. How did the other pups in the litter do?
1: I got pictures from people every week. I got one lady, she sends me pictures of her dogs. They're they're perfect. They're perfectly fine because they listened to me and did the, the puppy job.
5: And I presume you've learned something from this. Am I right?
1: Uh, I learned it when she sent me the pictures of the dead dog. I was so straught. Like, this is six days later. You didn't contact me three. Even, even a fish needs more than water in six days.
5: All right. Well, that'll bring this what really is a very sad case to a close.
6: So Doug, this is really a case where both parties are at fault. The defendant sold the puppy too early and the plaintiff fed the dog improperly. That's why the judge is looking at the contract and saying since both are at fault, dividing it down the middle, the plaintiff gets half the damages.
3: My hubby and I watch every day and we're wondering what kind of cars do you guys drive? Boxers and briefs.
7: Hmm, Okay. (laughs) A tough question, but a fair one. Let me think about this for a second. Um, It's not really fair because I'm a car guy and you're not a car guy. I am not a car guy. That is a means of transportation. You know, I just smother myself in them and you just, you know, use them to get from point A to point B. You. You marry your cars. Yes. I do change out cars every now and then, but not you. I can't pry you away we from We don't
3: have car. the parking spaces for... Well, you're driving
7: a five-year-old uh, Mercedes. I
3: drive uh, a five-year-old Mercedes. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. I love that car, and I'm going to drive it till it dies.
4: This is the plaintiff, Kevin Noonan. He says he loaned his friend, the defendant, money over the course of a couple of years, and the guy won't pay him back. Everything changed between them once he started dating his girlfriend. The guy got jealous of the time he was now spending with her, and not him. But that's not his problem, and he wants his $4,836.85 return, so he's suing. This is the defendant, Jordan. says he's had an online friendship with the plaintiff for 15 years and has never even met him in person. The money the plaintiff gave to him was a gift, pure and simple. And the only reason he's coming after him now, claiming they were loans, is because his new girlfriend thinks he's racist, which he isn't. Thank you very much. He's accused of failing a friend. All parties, please raise your right hands.
6: Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff and the defendant are online friends. Plaintiff says he loaned the defendant $5,000 and the defendant the won't pay him back. The but, happened, but the, the defendant says the plaintiff done. gave him the money to help him and through some tough times during the pandemic the of and is now claiming it was a loan because they don't speak to one another anymore. It's the case of failing but a again, friend.
4: Sworn, Honor.
3: Thank you, Douglas. You're
6: welcome.
4: <laughs>
3: Okay, Mr. Noonan, you are suing your longtime virtual friend, Mr. Jordan, for $4,836.85 for loans, according to you, loans that you made him throughout the time you knew him that he has not repaid to you. Tell me how you two met.
8: Uh, We met back in 2006. We were both playing an online video game together.
3: Okay, and then how is it that you strike up a friendship when you're playing a game for those of us who don't? spend half our lives on gaming
8: <laughs> uh so the games allow you to communicate through headsets and we were on the same team and we enjoyed our conversations you know throughout the matches that we were playing together and you know it eventually became a long-term you know, essentially relationship online where we would get together and play video games at the same time
3: have you ever seen his face
8: no, this is the first time I've ever seen him face-to-face in person. Oh. Well,
3: not even really, just virtually, but you guys, you guys have had a friendship for now 15 years that involves money that you either loan or gift him, a lot of it, and then um, according to you loan, according to him, gift, and this is the first time you see his face because every conversation you've ever had has been either through text or through gaming, right? Yes. Do you ever, did you ever talk on the phone?
8: Uh, Yeah, we would have uh, like phone conversations and other chat room apps where we would, you know, talk virtually outside of gaming.
3: All right. Well, let's talk about what happens. Um, At some point, you start to send him money. How long had you known each other before you first sent him money?
8: Uh, I first sent him money in 2019. So that would be about. 13 years.
3: So you'd known each other quite a bit of time. All right. And what money did you send him?
8: Well, there was the uh, amount I sent him in 2018, but that was only 80 bucks for a video game.
3: And well, you're suing for was, it. And so you sent him. Yes, the. Vi- yes. So let's talk about it. You're suing for the 76,049 cents because according to you, that was a loan when you sent him that video game. So let's talk about that. Uh, did he ask okay. you, can you loan me money to send me that video game? How did that come about?
8: Uh, We had been talking uh, before the game came out about whether or not uh, he was interested in playing it. And since I wanted him to play, I thought, oh, well, I'll buy the game for him. And that way he won't have any reason not to play with me.
3: Okay. And what business are you
8: in? Before I went on this trip I'm currently on, I was working part-time as an engineer and then full-time as an engineer later in our uh, friendship.
3: Okay. And then what business are you in, Mr. Jordan?
9: I went to college for game design, but unfortunately because of pandemic and hardships, I am now, I have no job, unfortunately. Okay.
3: So in tw- was it 2018 or 2019 when you say you loaned him 80 bucks for a game?
9: 2018
8: was the $80 for the game.
3: Okay. And how did that come about according to you, Mr. Noonan?
8: The way I remember it, we were both uh, talking about uh, this new game that was going to be coming out within a few months. And I believe he said that he wasn't either certain he was going to buy it or he didn't have the money. And I decided that, you know, the easiest way to ensure that he both would and you know, could play the game was to send him the money and he would buy it and then we would play it together.
3: Did you tell him you have to pay me back?
8: Uh, no, but I did say that he would have to play with me at some point.
3: Okay. So I'm going to give you 80 bucks. So you play with me. Did he play with you? Yeah. Okay. So then he fulfilled his end of the bargain. Why does he have to pay you the 80 bucks back if the only condition was that, Hey, I, I want to make sure that I'm able to play this game with him. So he needs to have the game too, so that we can have hours and hours of fun because I like playing with him against him or whatever. So if he did that, at what point did he say he'd pay you back those 80 bucks? Because apparently he was going through financial difficulty, so he didn't have the money to buy the game. So why do you feel that he now owes you for the game?
8: Uh, well, I wasn't too sure about the game. You know, I just felt like I just wanted the to total sum of our transactions net returned.
3: All right, so let's talk about uh, the next item, loan for computer parts, $400. Tell me when that happens.
8: Late November of 2019.
3: I see where you're telling him all you need is another eight gigabyte stick of whatever you already have, and RAM has gotten a lot cheaper. Dude, I have zero dollars in my checking right now. Chill, he tells you. Then you say, Robo, you need a small loan of a million dollars? He says, gimme. Just be careful, Robo. Making a hasty deal can have some unintended consequences. What are you trying to say to him there?
8: Uh, at the time, I was implying that, you know, since I had given him the money, that I would like him to, you know, repay me essentially in, you know, gaming favors that if, you know, I wanted to play a game with him that you know, he would have to play with me. But
3: Okay. I think 400 will be enough to the TV and RAM. This goes on and on. And then at the end of November, he says, did you mean to give me $400? bro? I love you. You did not need to do that, but I greatly appreciate it. LMAO. I know what that means. All right. And then you <laughs> say dat socialism, bruh. What do you mean by
8: that? Uh oh, I guess it was usually referred to on the internet as anytime someone gives someone money, it's you know, free stuff, aka socialism.
3: So free stuff, that's important because you're suing for it now because you're saying it's a loan. All right, that socialism, bruh. Mr. Um, Jordan. When he sends you the seventy six forty nine for the game, are you under the impression that you've got to pay him back?
9: No. It was, I was on the impression that it was a gift, totally and completely.
3: Okay. And when he sends you the $400 for computer parts, were you under the impression that you had to pay him back?
9: Once again, I once thought it was a gift, not a loan that I had to pay back.
3: Okay. Then a little bit later, there's more money that comes your way, and the money is $3,000 for student loans. Did you ask him to send you that money?
9: No, it was unprompted. I got it and I was super surprised and super grateful because I was going through a tough time, like working a part-time job and trying to get the money for my loans. As you know, student loans are ridiculous. And getting that money, I was like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. And as far as I can remember, uh, it it was a gift. And only thing I might have maybe said potentially is like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Maybe down the road, eventually I have to pay. I feel like I have to pay you back.
3: Mr. Noonan, what were the circumstances under which you sent him $3,000 involving his loans?
8: Well, as he mentioned, he told me about his financial hardships. But this was a pattern where you have repeatedly personally messaged me, telling me about everything that he had been going through and saying about how he was having financial difficulties. And at this point, he had already known that I had sent him money once before. And it felt to me like he was essentially soliciting the money by telling me about all of these problems. But
3: but I've read through hundreds of pages of texts. And the flavor that I have is that you guys are talking like real friends. And then you say, hey, you got to get this, you got to get that. And then he says, dude, I have no money. And then you send money, but nobody's putting a gun to your head to send the money. It's still either a loan or a gift. Um, What I would like to understand is, let's look at these texts in 2020, which is when the student loan money goes from one side to the other. How's your loan situation working out? You're the guy who brings it up. And he says, still got 10 grand to pay off. I make around 700 a month. I also have 1700 in the bank right now and I'm paying rent. So I don't know what's going to happen, honestly. And then the next thing you know, you send him $3,000, right? He didn't ask you for it. You didn't say this is a loan. You just send him (laughs) $3,000. And he says, you're wacky. And then you say, my bro, um, and then he says, what, you crazy LMAO, I'm going to have to pay this back. Or at some point, I'm going to feel awful, LOL. And you say, I have been feeling bad about you having to deal with all your blank while I'm sitting on fat stacks, LOL. He says, I greatly appreciate it for reals because it's honestly been one thing or another with me. You say, well, I realized that my money would have more value with you. Since your loans will cost way more in interest than my bank accounts will accrue. When do you decide? And then there's another one just like this that, that the pattern is just like it for a television for 1434 36. So tell me, what happens between you guys that leads us to a lawsuit? Tell me when and how things went south with you guys, Mr. Noonan.
8: I believe that it started around the time that I began dating my current girlfriend.
3: Okay. And tell me about that. Uh,
8: Well, we began dating back in late June, early July of 2020. And this was, uh, I guess, shortly after the $3,000 I had sent him. Right. And it just seemed to me over the course of our relationship uh, with my girlfriend and I that every time he felt like I was getting closer to her and growing further from him, he would get angry and demand I spend more time with him.
3: Meaning just who's saying, hey, I wanna spend time with you?
8: No, n- not simply like that. You, this was again, another pattern. When we began dating, I thought that I had, uh, you know, since I had gone out to meet her in person, this was during the pandemic, I, I thought I had developed symptoms of COVID. And now fortunately they weren't. But when I mentioned it to him, he made an offhand remark, oh, was it your Chinese girlfriend that gave it to you? Because he knew that she was Asian. And I told him like that's a racist remark, and he said it wasn't, and he got very defensive about it
3: okay, and that's why you're suing him. Why are you suing him?
8: No, that all seemed to you know align towards the fact that you know he had taken advantage of my generosity because whenever I would give him the money he'd be as ecstatic but whenever my relationship with my girlfriend would progress, he would suddenly get incredibly angry about the fact that I was you know not having enough time to talk about shows that we we're so what
3: watching. how does that translate into legal obligations you see it's as though you're telling me about you know what i don't really want to be friends with this guy anymore because i feel like it's a one-way street you know and uh, you know he's a whiner and i don't that's great if you don't want to be friends with somebody but you've converted into a legal obligation and a court case and that's the part that i'm a little bit confused about mr jordan were you surprised that you were getting sued
9: extremely, extremely. did you talk to him because... when you got
3: the lawsuit or was it a total shocker when you got the lawsuit?
9: It was a total shocker. So literally 24 hours, less than 24 hours before, me and my friend uh, were talking to him in a group chat. We we're mutual friends; we all know each other. So we we're talking that he was talking to me about his plans of moving, travel, traveling the world, and all this, and his plans about doing it and everything. And then me and my friend, all we did was give him advice, travel advice about certain areas in foreign countries you know be careful it's it could be dangerous just like anywhere any particular new place country United culture mm-hmm. yeah the one yeah exactly and that's the well that's what i so think southeast that's why he's angry
3: yeah. yeah all right
9: i i were,
3: were you talking about crime was, or were you talking about southeast asia and covid oh just because like, he took it as a slight like, to his girlfriend yes yeah Yes. So did you ever, once you knew that he took it as a slight, did you ever like apologize to him and try to patch a friendship? Like, what happened there? Why, how did this get here? I'm, I, I just, you know, maybe this is why human contact is important. Maybe this is where, when I stare into his eyes and I realize I've hurt him, I say, oh my God, I'm really sorry, Doug. And we have friendship and connection, you know, maybe that's where this comes in because I'm fascinated. And dismayed that a 16-year online, you know, the 16-year online friendship, you've yeah. you've taught us all, wow, what's in a face? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, look at what happened. And then then maybe you didn't teach us all that. Do you ever say, can we talk? Do you ever try to figure out, or did you just say, so, ah, I'm afraid he's going to sue me, and you
9: didn't want to talk? I did text, and I was actually really upset because it was me and my other good friend, and he Like kind of like, like besmirched us. When I was like dumbfounded, I'm like, "Oh my god, this happened!" I've never been called racist my entire life. My friend was like super distraught. Do you miss him after that? Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, I kind of do miss our our friendship and everything. But that's I. I don't think I can ever go back to it though. After what he did, because that was such a big insult to me and like my friend in my moral standing my character of what I, who I am like i'm i'm not racist like this like this is ridiculous to me you know like do you I miss him mr hurt. noonan I, I feel like looking back on
8: the course of events like i, I feel like i was manipulated and i didn't realize it okay until
3: I ever- mr noonan you're a big boy how old are you 31 right okay you're a big boy these are not loans These are gifts, free stuff. That's socialism, bruh, okay? (laughs) These are gifts, which were very kind on your part. You know, you felt for him and you, you know, but you can't convert a gift into a loan because you're angry at somebody. The dispositive issue is at the time, was there an intent that it be repaid? And throughout all your texts, you've even done this, this, you know, really complicated diagram of, look at this text. This shows he's manipulating me. Why? Because the guy says to you, uh, yeah, I haven't got anything in my bank account, so I can't really buy the game you want to play with me now. That's all the guy said. And then all of a sudden you're pouring money at him. That's on you if you want to do that. And that's lovely if you can afford to do that. You know, that's great. But then to turn around because you're angry at him and go back over the course of the last five, six, eight years and say, well, this time I gave him money and this time I gave him money and this time I gave him money. I gave it to him by the goodness of my heart, but now I've decided they're all loans. That's not how the law works. The only thing I have to look at is not whether this was a disparate friendship not whether he, manip- he d- clearly didn't manipulate you. You're a big boy. It's embarrassing that you come to court and claim he manipulated you by pointing to the statement that I don't have money to buy the game you're asking me to buy. That is not manipulation, okay? That's you feeling bad for your friend. Great. If that's what you want to do, good. But don't come crying about it later in court and say that it's a loan because it's not, okay? Verdict for the defendant.
5: So the defendant prevails. Uh, Kevin Noonan does not get the forty eight hundred thirty six dollars he was seeking back from Jordan. Uh, Kevin, let me talk to you for a couple of minutes. What are you thinking right now?
8: Uh, well, I can understand why she came to the decision that she did, but personally, I'm still disappointed in you know my ex friend's behavior. What he said was incredibly hurtful to her, and I just felt like after all the support I had given him, when I told him about my plans to you know make a major life change. That he was completely unsupportive, and I just wish that I hadn't made that decision back then.
5: All right. Well, you lost the court case. I guess this is kind of marks the end of this this uh, lengthy friendship you've had. Would that be right? It is. Is it over, for yes. your concern? Well, let's talk to you, Jordan. How do how do you react? How, how do you how are you feeling right now? Having
9: heard what what uh, Kevin just said. Um made me feel awful. Like, I have felt awful this past month waiting for this to get to the to the, the trial, right? And it's yeah. it's it's not a good feeling. And even though despite all this stuff happened, I hope that he, I know this might be seen crazy after what he did, but I hope he still has a good life. I hope everything goes well for him,
5: you know? All right, Jordan, thank you very much. Sorry, that's the way it worked out, but you're off yeah. the hook for the money.
6: Well, Doug, we've talked about it before. If you loan somebody money, send them a text identifying it as a loan. And if you get the money and it's a gift, send a text back the other way saying thank you.
9: Can
3: you give an extended warranty on a used car in Mississippi? i was told you cannot give a warranty on a car between private parties
7: it's pretty unusual for a private party who's selling a used car to say yeah i'm going to give you a warranty here i want to sell Much you- an extended one <laughs> uh, extended right i want to sell you my 15 year old or 20 year old hoopty and oh, by the way, you get bumper-to-bumper coverage for an extra 50 bucks. What are the chances you're ever really going to collect on that? Right. Or are the guys going to stand behind the product and say, it's just, I, I've never even heard of it. I mean, most used car sales are as-is. And the rules in Mississippi are like like they are in most states yeah. on that. There could be an implied warranty. But once you have as-is on there, if you drive it away and it breaks down a block away, you're out of luck. Right. That's all you just can't
3: have a <clears throat> misrepresentation. Like if I right. if I say I just put in... A new engine, and it turns out right. I didn't just put in a new engine. Right. Then you—that was a material misrepresentation that got me exactly. to buy it. So you can't do that. Exactly. But the you can have anything. You can contract any for anything. That's true. So that's you, true. You could if, if someone says to you. You know, uh, I guarantee my car will fly. Right. You know, I mean, (laughs) you (laughs) can you can have a contractual obligation. It's just that I think that what they're saying is that there's never a warranty between private parties. There can be. There could be. There could be. But an actual warranty that it's going to work and it's going to work as long as you want it to work um, when it's an as is private party sale. And every private party sale of a car is as is by default, unless somebody says something. Otherwise, it is an as is.
6: Exactly. And that'll do it today. We'll see you tomorrow on The People's Court.